American Ninja Warrior fans, we are getting down to the nitty-gritty with our very last set of qualifiers coming to you straight from Philly right here on AfterBuzz TV. So stick around because you're not going to want to miss it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There we go. See, it's a solo dance party today. Can we get some lights? Can we get some party lights? There we go. There we go. See, now it's a real party. Now it's a, now it's a ninja party. Alexis on the ones and twos. The the just the apple of my eye, of course. Uh, I am Ty Matthews. You can find me as always on Twitter, on Instagram at Ty Matthews PMA. Joining me, not right next to me, is my lovely and talented co-host. He is joining me via Skype, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Howard. Here I am. I'm out here in the field, uh, Ty, and feeling as lovely as always. I'm always uh, glad to, <laughs> of course. to be uh, your lovely co-host. You, you uh, look you just as lovely on throughout the show via or screen. After the show at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram, as well as reach out to me at LegendaryLivingDaily.com, as well as LegendaryLivingTV.com for YouTube. Get it. You always want to live legendary with Mr. Chris Howard. So... Heartbroken that you couldn't join us, but as I said, looking as lovely as ever via video screen, let's talk about these very last set of qualifiers coming to you straight from the 215 Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the underdog city. Our very last qualifiers already. We're already right through it. Next week, we will be back here, back in our home in LA for the LA City Finals, but let's get into the Philadelphia course. First off, of course, we've got the floating steps. Next up, we've got the log grip, where ninjas will have to grip, as the title suggests, onto a giant log, down a track 25 feet, uh, holding on as it makes sudden drops, keeping their grip steady. Next up, we've got the paddle boards, 18 feet of a wobbly, uneven set of paddles. Uh, now, as as we learn, uh, we'll learn this at the end of the ep- or near the end of the episode. You cannot step on that middle beam. You have to step from paddle to paddle. Keep your balance for 18 feet. Then you'll get up to the wall drop. Ninjas must grab onto a ball and then a set of sticks pulling them up to the top of a wall before they drop down 11 feet to a trampoline, bouncing up to another column over the next wall, and next up we've got Rolling Thunder. Now, Rolling Thunder was a big, big killer tonight. 26 feet of track, as ninjas must roll themselves backwards. They must grab, first off, they must jump up onto a bar, maneuver themselves to the wheel, and roll themselves backwards across, like as they, as they grip onto the spokes uh, for 26 feet of track. Now, the trick here is that every third spoke is covered with a pane of plexiglass, so they essentially have to reach past that to the next spoke, and that pretty much did away with two-thirds of our field tonight, which we will get to. Uh, and, of course, finally, our very last obstacle. As always, we've got the brand-new warped wall, 14 feet, 6 inches. Uh, we've only got a handful of finishers tonight, but that wall was conquered a few times. But it was really it was the rolling thunder. And I'll tell you what, this was a tough, tough course, mm-hmm. don't you think? Absolutely, it was. It seemed like now I, I haven't I haven't checked out the numbers, but it seemed like there weren't as many finishers on this course as there were in in any other qualifier. 
the qualifier, yeah, in any of the qualifiers that we've seen so far. And uh, it was really neat to see the the ladies went further than usual. Yes. I wonder if that had something to do with types of obstacles that they had on the course as well. Absolutely. For the very first time, we had four ladies make it to the top 30. Uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but we only had nine people finish the the course at all tonight. Uh, which, all, and, uh, are you aware, Ty, how many people usually go over the course? Uh, for, for a set of city qualifiers, I'm not sure. I feel like, I feel like we've been seeing between maybe 10 and 12, maybe 13, uh, just over the course of this season so far. Yeah, so far. And it it seems that there has been a consistent greater number though than what we saw this evening. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, with, we had nine finishers of the course tonight. Every single other person that was in the top 30 was eliminated by the rolling thunder. That the Rolling Thunder was a tough, mm. tough uh, obstacle. It's like, it, and it seemed to me almost that the the ones leading up to it were easier than normal. And then you hit Rolling Thunder, and it's going to take you out. Exactly, <laughs> you exactly. Got no chance against Rolling Thunder. Yeah, sure. So let's get into our ninjas for tonight. We start off with the smiling ninja, my kind of ninja, Clint Sarian, straight out of Columbus, New Jersey, overcame a brain tumor and came right up for American Ninja Warrior. Um, you know, he when when he gets up to the to the law grip, we find out a really, really good strategy for that obstacle is actually taking your shirt off so you can stick uh, stick better to the log as that velocity and as that speed takes you down the track. Down to the track. Absolutely. And and holding on is what it's all about right there. And one of the things that, uh, you know, we noticed once again is that the first ones are like the guinea pigs doing this course because <laughs> everybody's watching and learning and it just gets better and better and better through the episodes. I think, I think that's part of the reason why it's so gripping. I mean, I found myself, I don't know about you, Ty, but I found myself moving and you know, there were a couple of them where I'm grimacing and moving and trying to avoid the obstacles myself as they're going through it, which just tells you how gripping this program really is definitely. Yeah. As, as we get further on in the season, I find myself doing the exact same thing. Definitely had some audible gasps in this episode alone. For Um, sure. Alone. And, and I think uh, what a great start with the smiling ninja, how inspiring that he had a, a brain tumor and he was over able to overcome that and make it here at 42 years old. Uh, what a great inspiring story. Absolutely. And we got, as we always do, we got a ton of those types of inspirational stories. Um, it seemed like he got a lot farther than than the first ninjas in a lot of the previous qualifiers. He got all the way up to the wall drop, but it was that bounce. He bounces straight from the trampoline to that first column, but just can't keep a hold of the column. Hits that water for our first uh, elimination of the night. Uh, elimination of the night first one and yeah that uh, boy i loved watching that trampoline i don't know about you i thought that was that was the most fun part was seeing them jump that and i could just imagine being on there myself uh but but uh you know there were some that mastered that trampoline and some that just weren't able to make it beyond that and he was an example of uh of the latter absolutely yeah the height that we saw people got just off of that jump you know the height that we saw people get off of that bounce was absolutely it looked like special effects at that point 
special effects that I want to be involved with. I like that stuff. Exactly. I want to try that trampoline. Exactly. <laughs> that <looked like> fun. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Rachel Goldstein, an occupational therapist. She's a rookie ninja because she just started training on obstacles only four months ago. Um, you know, she's one of our smaller competitors, five foot four, 115 pounds, but she's got a background in gymnastics and diving, which you've got to think the gymnastics obviously comes in very, very handy on courses like this. Um, uh, courses like this. And I think, uh, really, uh, most importantly with that, with that trampoline once again, and that may be one of the reasons why we got to see so many of the women move on to that fifth obstacle, uh, because of the, a lot of them had that gymnastics background. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, we, we talked about that trampoline. She absolutely launches herself from that trampoline, just barely makes it onto the column. But as we talked about that plexiglass spoke on rolling thunder is what really did her in. Yeah. Did her in, just took her, uh, took her right out. And it, I, you see how for people with the, uh, the, with not as much wingspan, people that are uh, shorter people, they're going to, that's, that's going to be a, a killer for them. It's going to take them out because you got a, a, a huge distance to traverse uh, with that plexiglass. I, I think this was one of the toughest obstacles that we've seen yet. Definitely. And it's like, it's like ninjas have to do, they have to really, really pull their entire body weight up just to make it past that spoke. Making it past that spoke. I'll tell you one thing that it, it wasn't a good night to be a ninja in Philly. <laughs> Unless you were a female ninja. <laughs> sure, exactly. Uh, next up, we've got Keegan O'Brien. Let's talk about our ballet ninja because this guy was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. What did you think when he first came out? What was your first impression? Man, I he every every movement you could tell he he was an expert because just even just moving he made everything look so graceful. Yeah, and, graceful uh, he was for sure. I mean, right from the the takeoff at the very get go, it looked like he was uh, you know leaping with uh, joyfully from obstacle to <laughs> obstacle. Right, exactly. They call him Barishnikov with biceps because not only is he a ballet dancer, he's a bodybuilder as well. And I love his approach to it. He he says that he's building a sculpture. He that's how he looks at at how he how he forms his body. Body, just like me and you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Taking a different approach. Um, but it's it, after, after that, that log grip, it really looked like he might've been in trouble because he just takes the corner of that platform straight to the gut. Oh man, that, that hit me in the gut. When it hit him, <laughs> I felt it. It was like, oh my God, you know, I, you can only imagine what it must feel like to, to hit those things with such velocity. Exactly, exactly. And going right from velocity to, to almost a, a lack of speed and velocity, he goes just a little bit too slow on those paddle boards and they turn, I mean, damn near vertical on him. The, the vertical, you know, I'll tell you what, if you hit one of those wrong, it seems to me that the paddle boards was a tougher obstacle than previous obstacles that were kind of of a similar ilk. Uh, th this was really, really tough. One misstep uh, or one step that's too heavy uh, would take them out and send all the rest vertical. And, and once that happened, I don't think we saw a single one that made it beyond that tonight. Right, exactly, exactly. Next up, we've got Najee Richardson, 25, hometown boy from Philly. Let's talk about the Phoenix. The Phoenix, this is such an incredible story because he's a former gymnast. I mean, just an absolutely phenomenal gymnast. Uh, in his senior year, he blew his knee out. And this American Ninja Warrior was his return to competitive athletics. So they Athletics, and it turned his life around. I mean, 
this was it because he thought it was all over after uh, having the injury and his, you know, he was he had Olympic dreams in his eyes and everything had disappeared. And this was really the the rocky story here in Philadelphia coming back from. And in fact, we got to see him do a flip in front of the Rocky statue. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Um, that doesn't win you the, the place on uh, American Ninja Warrior. I don't know what does. Right, exactly, exactly. We see him. Now, we talked about people going too slow on the paddle boards. This guy absolutely leaped, just straight up jumped from the halfway point completely over the rest of the paddles, which, I mean, if you're able to, has yeah. got to be a, a smart strategy. Yeah, no, it, it was it was amazing what he was doing. And, I, you know, I have to say that I think he was my – favorite run of the night mm-hmm. uh, watching what where he came from and seeing how he attacked this course and dove right into it and uh, just what a, what a what an inspiration he was and also getting uh, you know the the gratitude that he felt for American Ninja Warrior and what a difference it's made in his life Definitely, definitely. We see him, his, you know, he's five foot seven, 155. His wingspan helps him on Rolling Thunder, being able to reach from spoke to spoke. We even see him busting out a little Michael Jordan, hanging off with one arm, sticking that tongue out. Um, you believe that? He, it's on that dismount after that, he almost kind of does a combat roll. It looks like he's about to lose it, rolls straight through it. And straight through it. And how amazing was that? That was my favorite recovery tonight. Mm, exactly. Because, he, you know, not only is he the first one to, to really make it this far, but to roll out of it that way in a real act of recovery. It wasn't, you know, it's not like the show rolls that people do. He was able to actually recover from where he had lost it uh, through that rollout. So that was really beautiful. Absolutely. And then the Phoenix living up to his name, flying up that warped wall, our first finish of the night at 2 minutes, 54 seconds. Just absolutely incredible to see. And from the ashes, it rises (laughs) his victory. It was uh, an amazing flight. Exactly. Now, going straight from gymnastics to boomerang throwing, let's talk about Logan Broadbent, 28 years old. This guy is the number one boomerang thrower in the U.S., and I definitely didn't know that this was a thing. Uh, Boomerang, yeah, absolutely. Boomerang throwing is a thing. Um, (laughs) Have you ever thrown a boomerang? I have not. I have not, especially not in a competitive uh, scenario. Yeah, it's it's tough, and to get it to come back is even tougher. Uh, yeah, <laughs> then and you got to keep it from hitting you in the head. Exactly, but, and, and he's uh, he's talking about know, these things going. It should be a legit ninja tool. Exactly, he's talking about these things going eighty miles an hour. They uh, they use them. I mean, that and it speeds like eighty miles an hour. That's it's those speeds that are necessary in hunting in the outback in Australia. I mean, it's it's the real deal. There you go. Yeah, uh, he was a diver in high school, five foot five, one hundred and twenty eight pounds. One of the smaller ninjas that we've seen this episode. Uh, he grips onto the farthest handles on the log grip, and he doesn't take his shirt off, but he lifts it up so that his torso can stick. Uh, it's such an interesting strategy that that seemed to really pay dividends. It paid dividends and and uh, that uh, made them all uh, made a many many a man rich here tonight, uh, <laughs> but but not as many as usual. Sure, sure. <laughs> so it helped him to make it across to the other side, uh, but uh, uh, not all the way. 
Right. One thing that we did see from him that I that I uh, saw a pattern emerging over the course of the episode is that he's got this sort of backwards extension, this backwards dismount off of the um, off of the column after the wall drop. You know, he drops onto the trampoline, grabs onto the column. And the thing here is normally people are trying to grip onto the high parts, onto the taller parts of these columns. But this time, because of where the wall is, they've got to kind of shimmy down and really extend their legs backwards and kind of back into the dismount and backing into that dismount was a technique that we we first saw with him and then we got to see other ninjas use it as well i don't know if it was the preferred technique to use i think really what you wanted to do was hit that that uh tube at the right level ideally although we know that's easier said than done and then to be able to swing straight over but uh this was certainly a technique that a few of them used uh, successfully um, albeit not gracefully. <laughs> right, exactly. If you're lucky enough, we saw a few people fly straight past the column and kind of right onto the wall. Exactly. That's, and that's what I was thinking, was flying right up there on the wall, um, but you got to hit it at the, right, uh, at the right level and with the right uh, speed and the right momentum. Exactly, exactly. Next, uh, uh, he, you know, he, he uses, he tries to use that forearm grip on the, on Rolling Thunder, kind of looping his arms through the spokes rather than holding on him with his hands. But once again, it's that plexiglass spoke that does him in, that sends him into the drink. Yeah, and uh, took a dive there at that point. But, uh, you know, kudos to all of them, because when I was looking at this, uh, uh, this rolling thunder, uh, you know, I don't I don't know many people that could make it through this one obstacle. So it it did seem like this this course was back end loaded with the uh, the real difficult stuff toward the end. Exactly. Uh, next up, we've got Alyssa Beard, one of our amazing, amazing female competitors for the night, a 25 years old uh, elementary school teacher. Again, we see the backwards extension off of that wall drop from her. Um, you know, we find out she's kind of she's another rookie to obstacle courses and to to things similar to Ninja Warrior. She's only been training on course on obstacles for a year. Um, obstacles for a year, but she's an athlete before that. And, ex- and, 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 you know, it comes back and that's, that, that's part of the inspirational part for me as well is to see once again, that it's, uh, and we heard one of the ninjas say it tonight that as when, when he was coming through rehab from a so- shoulder injury that, you know, it gets, you get it back. The muscle memory starts to come back. So that gives hope to guys like you and I. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she, yeah, she's a state champ on the uneven bars. So you got to think that helps with grip strength and with upper body strength. Uh, right. And we find out she's only the second woman to make it to the fifth obstacle on a Ninja Warrior course. How cool is that fifth obstacle? And, and but we see that gymnastics background once again, taking the ladies through. Exactly, exactly. It's it's the Rolling Thunder that that does her in, but as we see, everyone that makes it to Rolling Thunder has a chance to still make it to the Philadelphia City Finals. Certainly to the finals that is if they make it in the top 30. Exactly, exactly. Next up, we've got our Rabbi Ninja. Let's talk about Akiva Newman. He's from Queens. He's a rabbi student. Um, we, rabbi we, student with his uh, yarmulke on. Exactly, exactly. He's doing the course with the yarmulke. We learn a little bit of Yiddish during his during his background uh, video. He's <laughs> speaking a Yiddish before this, or is this your first? Uh, I mean, only uh, only the really really basic basic okay. stuff that you so know, just like, the dirty stuff. Exactly. Only only stuff that I've learned from Mel Brooks movies. <laughs> uh, but we, yeah, he says if he wasn't doing Ninja Warrior, he'd he'd be on Spilkas, which is is the equivalent of pins and needles. So guys, let it not be said that Ninja Warrior is not an educational program. Educational and comical too, with Mel Brooks. 
Uh, but, but uh, you know, there was nothing funny about this guy's run. He was taking it very seriously. Oh, sure, sure. We see him kind of stretching out after after each obstacle. Really interesting uh, approach, but it, it makes sense. You know, you've you've got to think using so much upper body strength on the obstacles that require grip. You've got it. You know, it's easy to cramp up. So yeah, he, it absolutely. almost looks like he drops into the splits at one point. Yeah, and I was wondering, is that was he? When he dropped into that split-like position, was he just showing off or was he really needing the stretch? I don't think it was made quite clear. It may have been a little um, bit of both. It may have been a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he, after after the wall drop, he slips on that log and it completely saps all of his momentum. T- totally took him out of the game. Uh, there was no burning bush here to talk to to help him through it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. This was, you know. He went into the drink. Yeah. So yeah, it's just once once you once your momentum stops and once your movement stops, it's next to impossible to get yourself swinging again and onto that wall. Yeah, it's uh, and I think we saw that uh, with several of the runs here tonight. That it, as you say, once that momentum stops, uh, to even to to even try to make it any further, it's it's just uh, you, you know you, you, you're carrying way too much weight. Exactly, exactly. Next up, we've got Anita Daniel, 24 years old. She's only one of 52 women on the FDNY. She's a firefighter and a mom to a four-year-old and just absolutely doing it dirty on this Ninja Ninja Warrior course. Doing it dirty on the course. Doing it know. dirty. Okay, I'll roll with that. Do, doing the course dirty. Uh, she's, um, yeah, she she really, it looks like she's almost, almost gone after the floating steps, manages to save it. Um, manages to save it, but she done, done, she was struggling here at the, you know, you could see her struggling from the beginning. I mean, she was going for it with a lot of heart, the, the heart of a, of a, you know, the fire, fire woman, of course, uh, but, but it wasn't enough to really gracefully take her through the course. Exactly. Once again, it was, it was taking those paddles a little too slow that knocked her completely off balance. And there's no mm. way of saving yourself. Good point uh, about the speed going too slow. Uh, is going to take you out every time on us. Exactly, exactly. Next up, we've got John Gowder Jr., a third-generation electrician, doing all of this for his dad, uh, who's wheelchair-bound. He's got uh, MS and just an absolutely incredible, incredible story. Um, Incredible story. And you saw the emotion in his face when he said, yeah, I'm going to run this for my dad. Uh, You really saw... You know, it looked like he was going to tear up. This was really meaningful to him. He had had a... Uh, some sort of an argument with her da- his dad about the business, right. which is not unusual. Mm. Um, they say that second generation wealth from in a business is typically uh, you know does a lot uh, a lot worse than first generation, and by the third generation they lose it all. Right, and uh, you know he's third generation uh, wealth or business you know the business with his father's business. So there's going to be differences in the way they do business, and there's going to be differences of opinion for sure. Uh, and, uh, so I'm sure that those types of things might've, uh, wreaked havoc within the relationship, but here we've got Ninja Warrior bringing them back together. Exactly. Exactly. And he's, he's one of the bigger ninjas that we've seen at six foot two, 170 uh, pounds, which can, as we've seen on some obstacles can be a blessing and on some can be a curse. Yeah. A curse and a blessing for sure. And, uh, tonight I think that one, that one obstacle that's sticking out there, you need, you want that blessing. So I think for the guys, long arms were going to help tonight. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And this is this is one of those times that I gasped audibly because I really, really thought that he was losing it after that wall drop. 
Right. And, just, and, when you, and, when you, and you wanted him to win. It's like, no, go. <laughs> exactly. It manages to just scratch and claw his way up, makes it past the log. But again, it's that plexiglass spoke that does him in, even with the wingspan of a six foot two ninja, it still does him in. But there's still a chance that he's got a top 30 time. Yeah. And, and how inspirational once again, as he was clawing his way to the top, as you mentioned, um, on that fourth obstacle. Mm. Uh, just amazing. Just amazing. Definitely. Speaking of amazing, let's talk about John Luby, 64 years young, doing dips <laughs> on his walker. And when he walks out in that walker, I kept thinking of the movie Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> right. I'm thinking Johnny, uh, Johnny Knoxville coming out. Right. But yeah, I mean, 64 years young, got into the martial arts at 52 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says kung fu means hard work. And that's what he's all about. And boy, he came in with the right attitude. I'll tell you that. And just such such a character. I mean, 64 years old. He's a tool salesman and a Sunday school teacher from Bristol, Tennessee. And a tool salesman, but this tool salesman is no tool. <laughs> exactly. And he says, I love just the conviction in his voice. He says he's coming to finish the course because why else would he be there, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, here he, he's, he's, we got a record holder once again. Now, so he made it through the first obstacle and I was, I was with him on that. Once again, this is one where I was flinching and grimacing and, you know, I wanted to see him go through it. He makes it through the first obstacle and then to everybody's surprise, and he's already won the record because mm-hmm. he's the oldest guy to have done that. Mm-hmm. And now he makes it to the second obstacle. Absolutely. Yeah. It was really, it was just those paddles that, that did a lot of people in similarly. Um, again, going just a little bit too slow that knocked him off balance. But yeah, at 64 years old, the oldest person to make it past a single obstacle, let alone two obstacles. Just yeah, absolutely obst- incredible. Obstacles weren't stopping him here tonight. I think it was the balance that threw him off on that third one. And I, you know, arguably, I would say that the third and the fifth obstacles in this course were what made it as difficult as it was. Exactly, exactly. Now let's talk our very first American Ninja Warrior in the show's history, Jeff Britton, the very first person to make it up stage four in Las Vegas. He's, he's back and he's back in, 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 with strength and, you know, he's got uh, uh, he's got some different obstacles himself this time. But uh, I'll tell you what, man, he uh, he's impressed me. Exactly. You know, I was watching his run from Vegas earlier today and he made it up the rope. Stage four in Vegas uh, for season seven was just a straight up 75 foot rope climb and he made it with under a second left remaining. But what's even more heartbreaking than that is that he didn't win the million dollars. It was Isaac Caldero that beat his time by four seconds that beat him out to be the champion of season seven. So he was beat in terms of being the champion, but there were only two of them that made it all the way through stage four. It was him. It was Isaac. And, uh, you know, for uh, far into the future, Jeff's going to be he's he's never going to lose that title of being the first ninja warrior. Exactly. Yeah. And we've talked about how this season has kind of been a season of upsets. You know, we saw Casey Catanzaro, you know, get knocked into the water. We've seen other fan favorites not make it to the buzzer. But I don't think there was any doubt about Jeff Britton making it all the way this time. Yeah, although I'll tell you what, even though there was no doubt, he did look like he was struggling on a couple of these here. Sure, sure, sure. After that wall drop stumbled a little bit, um, on Rolling Thunder kind of had had to had to do like a sideways dismount that looked very, very awkward. It did look awkward, and at the end in the in the interview with Christine, uh, he said that it was the toughest qualifier that he's ever been on. 
Exactly, exactly. But make it, he does. He makes it up the warped wall in three minutes, 33 seconds for his seventh straight buzzer. Seventh straight buzzer. I mean, you, you imagine. I mean, like we see that even somebody like you had just mentioned that Casey had uh, not made it through and we were really rooting for her. And there were other greats that we've seen fall. So we know it can happen to anyone. And here's this guy. He makes seven straight buzzers. Right. Exactly. Insane. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got Jesse Flex Lebrec. Flex Lebrec has got to be one of my favorite ninja names of the whole season thus far. Um, <laughs> Flex Lebrec. I mean, uh, yeah, she comes from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and she's a full time nanny. Yeah, she's a caregiver for Emmeline, uh, who has a cerebral palsy. She can't speak or use her limbs, so you got to think it's a full time job. But it's it's one of those stories that you 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 can't watch it with a dry eye. You know the. <laughs> Yeah, so you were crying. Of course, of course, absolutely. The smiles on both of their faces, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, but smiles on their faces, there absolutely were as we were watching and the interaction between the two of them. And that's what impressed me most about the young girl, uh, mm. Emmeline, uh, that was that she had this huge smile and she was always laughing and she couldn't even speak. Right, right. She was communicating to the computer, but just this huge smile and this laughter. And I think this probably took it for the most heart-touching moment of uh, of tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Now going to Flex Lebrec's uh course on 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 the ninja course, her run on the ninja course. She's five foot seven. She's the tallest woman of the night, but a straight up incredible athlete. She holds eleven track and field records at the University of Maine. She's a sprinter, she's a high jumper, so she just a lot of these obstacles obstacles just absolutely looked effortless. Yeah, well, I mean, she was she monstered her way through there, um, and she got stuck though at one point, and it was in the middle once again of Rolling Thunder. Exactly, it, it, she was hanging on one arm and just kind of twisting almost helplessly, just turning around. I I didn't think she'd be able to recover from that. Yeah, um, re- recover, and she she did her best to recover from it. She did her, her best to recover out and. But it just looks so frustrating to be stuck there in the middle. Exactly. And she starts bringing her legs up, but we're reminded that you cannot use your legs on Rolling Thunder. So eventually her grip gives out. She hits the water, uh, but once again has a chance to make it to the top 30, depending on how the rest of the night pans out. Thanks. Absolutely. And it panned out well. We, uh, We had some great competitors after this. Exactly. Speaking of great competitors, we got the giant up next, John Alexis Jr. This guy is six foot six, 193 pounds. Wow. And six just, foot six, 193 pounds. He ripped through this course. Exactly. Sometimes you think that the, the bigger contestants, the bigger ninjas might have a little bit harder of a time. Their size might be a little bit cumbersome. But this guy put up the fastest time in Orlando as a rookie last year. So just absolutely flying through this course this year. Yeah, flying through the course, and you got to wonder. You know, we we make these assumptions that because of somebody's body type, it should be easier or harder or whatever. And then you get somebody like John Alexis that comes in and just shatters everything that we thought before because he he flies literally flies through every obstacle that he hits um, and, and with speed. I mean, here he he came in with a time of one fifty one this evening. Yeah, really, the only time we saw him struggle was at the very very top of the warped wall. Yeah, oh, very true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I mean, he was it was flawless. Definitely, definitely, absolutely flawless run. So he will definitely be going on to the Philly City Finals, as you said, with a time of one fifty one. Let's talk about Ryan Stratus, who is a Ninja Warrior who has competed in all eight seasons up to this point. 
all eight seasons. Now, he was coming back from an injury this time. Exactly. And had uh, hurt his shoulder and he was struggling. And he, they did the, uh, they looked back at his run in Vegas previously. He had fallen on the salmon ladder, mm-hmm. and he said that uh, he believed that his loss on the salmon ladder had to do with this shoulder injury. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And we see him kind of favoring that over the course of this run. Uh, off after the wall jump, or after, yeah, after the wall drop, he manages to get low on that log as he should. Uh, yeah, again favoring that shoulder, but he fights through. He absolutely just struggles all the way through Rolling Thunder, but makes it through. Yeah, and I think I think he felt uh, he, he felt the pain on the run. Um, I'm surprised that he did it like he did. I loved it through Rolling Thunder with the L arms. He kept his arms in an L, which saved the shoulder. Right. Um, but I think that shoulder took, uh, took a beating here tonight. It definitely did, but he'll have time to recover. He makes it up the warped wall, finishes with a time of 4 minutes, 29 seconds. He'll be going on to the Philly City Finals, so hopefully it's all better by then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up. Yeah, we've got we've got kind of a team of ninjas. First up, we've got Greg Smith, who calls himself the Scarred Ninja, was diagnosed with testicular cancer at 21 years old uh, just a couple years ago, managed to get through it, persevere, and find out that he's completely cancer-free. So why not? Why not become a ninja after that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could come back from that, I mean, that's like everybody's worst nightmare, any, at least men. And here he mm. comes back. He's like, shoot, what's left? become a ninja exactly exactly uh slips up manages to lose it on the paddles but his best friend anthony defranco 22 years old a track star at Ryder university as well as a pole vaulter just absolutely amazing run as well um beautiful run amazing run uh did a great job and uh you know once again a testament to the the power of will of the ninjas that were showing up here tonight they had to work Exactly. Yeah. He, he's one of those guys, like I talked about earlier off the, off the wall drop, jumps straight from the trampoline, almost straight to the barrier manages to make it up the warped wall with the fastest time of the night thus far at one minute, 44 seconds. One and and one minute, 44 seconds that was, was earned. I'll say, because I mean, it was not easy to get a fast time on this course. Exactly. Exactly. Next up, we let's talk about the weatherman, a fan favorite, Joe Moravsky. Uh, he's a meteorologist, obviously, hence the name. He's you know he he talks about how before you know we we saw footage of him in the St. Louis Finals in 2014, back when he might have been doing it for himself, but now he's got a brand new daughter that he's doing it for, and just absolutely filled with the pride and the emotion of a new father. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got the so he's got added motivation on this run. And, uh, what, you know, whether he's doing it for one person, get it, whether, whether he's doing <laughs> there it for you one go. person or two, uh, can only become more and more meaningful <laughs> throughout the night. Okay. Anyway, I love I, it. I, I love it. I love it. The cheese and the joke, but I lost it. <laughs> I point out the cheese, you lose it. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but you know, we talked about that 90 degree angle, that perfect L shape that you got to do to conquer rolling thunder manages to get that down, makes it up the warped wall in two minutes flat to go on to the city finals. Beautiful run. Next up, we've got our final ninja of the night, Michelle Warnke, another fan favorite. Um, you know, she's we see a lot of gym owners. It seems like we see a lot of gym owners over the course of American Ninja Warrior. She works at the Movement Lab in Ohio and just absolutely, again, another competitor that is killing this course. 
killing this course. And I think one of the you know, with the types of gyms that they're setting up are ninja course gyms. Exactly. So people, yeah, people are going through and practicing. Uh, and you know, the, the, so you see that American Ninja Warrior has really become a source of inspiration for people that are training all over the country. Sure, sure. She makes it to Rolling Thunder just a blistering time in less than two minutes. Uh, this is her fourth year on American Ninja Warrior. She's also only the second woman to make it up the warped wall. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, the amazing, amazing athlete. And, you know, here's somebody that commits all of their time every day to being in an environment where they can train just for this purpose. Sure, sure, sure. That may not have been the warped wall. I think she might have been the second woman uh, to make it to the wall drop. One of those walls. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a wall anyway. <laughs> so it? the point is, it was a wall. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we find out she's had past trouble with trampolines, but this time absolutely poses no trouble, just flies up that, uh, up through the air onto the log. Beautiful, beautiful flight. And could you imagine putting that on a, uh, a work resume? I have trouble with trampolines. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's a problem area. I'm working on it. I'm evolving. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just by making it to Rolling Thunder in under two minutes, she guarantees herself a spot in the city finals. She's the fourth woman of the night to advance. Um, you know, Look she at that women advancing here this evening, uh, a really, really exciting uh, episode with uh, with a lot of tearjerkers and, and those emotional moments woven throughout it and uh, fighting Philadelphia made uh, made a made a mark here this evening. Exactly, exactly. She tries to muscle herself up on that Rolling Thunder, but once again does her in. But it's no matter because she is going on regardless. Yeah, absolutely. She's going on, and we get to uh, and we get to go on too. We get to go on to. Uh, <laughs> Our next uh, level of qualifiers. We're going on. In fact, the qualifiers are done for. We've yeah, got qualifiers our, are done. We've yeah, got our very first. Passage, the next passage of right. Exactly. <laughs> we've got our very first round of city finals right here in L.A., the home of AfterBuzz uh, from Universal Studios. We'll see our favorite stunt woman, Jesse Graff. We'll see Kevin Bull. We'll see Flip Rodriguez. All sorts of fan favorites competing next week. We'll be right back here. Same bat time. Same bat channel. My lovely talented co-host will be right here in his seat as he normally is but for now guys that is our show so chris howard tell them who you are and where they can find you reach out to me at chris howard live on instagram as well as twitter and go to legendarylivingdaily.com i've got a daily email blast that goes out with lots of tips on inspiration and motivation all sorts of stuff that'll blow you away and legendarylivingtv.com check out my youtube channel and you'll see me here next week with Ty the Man. There you go. And as always, I am Ty Matthews. You guys can find me on social media at Ty Matthews PMA. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. Hell, that might even be MySpace here pretty soon. Uh, you can find me on various other after shows, including Monday Night Raw, Houdini and Doyle, and Lucha Underground. A few of those shows are ending very soon, so please come join me. Uh, but guys, remember, if you're on iTunes, remember, download, comment, review, subscribe, rate, buy stars if you're nasty if you're on youtube leave us a thumbs up leave us a comment find us on social media let's all talk about being ninjas together i hope you enjoy the show but until next week guys peace from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 